how many of you in this past year have either given or received a gift card, maybe for a birthday or Christmas or something? This year, you've either given or received one. Most of us, a lot of people. Did you know that in 2015, nearly $1 billion was left unused on gift cards that were purchased? In 2015, nearly $1 billion. I believe the research I read, it's going to be $160-some billion is expected to be spent on gift cards in 2018. I mean, it's really a growing industry, okay? The reason it's left on those gift cards is because someone loses it. You give them the card, they misplace it. It's in a drawer somewhere. It's somewhere in the house. People forget about it. Or they use a portion of it and leave the remaining balance on the card and never, ever use it. To put in perspective, $1 billion. If we would go down here to the bank, and co- or we, we couldn't get do it at the, the local bank. If you, would, if you would go and get $1 billion in $20 bills and neatly wrap them, okay? You neatly wrap them and stack them on a pallet. It would be 50 pallets full of $20 bills. And that would fill up, that would fill, that would be two tractor and trailer loads of $20 bills neatly stacked in there. Two tractor and trailers full. And that's how much went to waste in 2015. That's crazy, isn't it? Whoever came up with the idea of doing these gift cards, they make a lot of money. Someone's making a lot of money because you already paid for it and it goes unused. How does that make you feel? I'd like to get some of that. When I give a gift, when you give a gift and you think that it's wasted, it kind of frustrates you, don't it? A billion dollars? Two tractor and trailer loads full of $20 bills stacked? That's a lot of money to be wasted. What could we do with that? What could be accomplished? How much good could be be worked? Can I tell you that there's a greater waste than that? In the church, there is gifts that have been given, and they go unused every day. Can I tell you it's worth more? than a billion dollars, the gifts that have been released. They're much more valuable. Two truckloads of $20 bills could do a lot, but it can't compare. I want to say this. Two truckloads of $20 bills stacked cannot compare to the value and the power that could be released if people would simply activate the gifts that God has imparted and given to them. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, it says this. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. I want to read that to you one more time. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. Let's stop right there. Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, pens these words. These are not just Paul's words. They are the very words of God. 
Paul is speaking on God's behalf. He is communicating the will of God for you and for me. God does not want you to be uninformed about the gifts of the Spirit. Now, some people may say, I don't want to know a lot about spiritual gifts. I don't want to know a lot about the gifts of the Spirit because some of that kind of makes me a little uncomfortable. It weirds me out a little bit. And, you know, pastor, they say it, the more I know, the more I'm accountable for. So I don't want to know a lot. You're accountable for it, friend. You're going to answer to God for the gifts that you were given. They'll say this, I'm cool with Jesus and I'm going to heaven. Isn't that enough? No, God wants you to know about spiritual gifts. He doesn't want you to be ignorant about them. But someone will say, well, pastor, I'm just an ordinary Christian. You and Pastor Joe and Pastor Rodney, your guys are supposed to be able to do all of that stuff. And by the way, that's what I pay you for. Now, listen, that is the wrong spirit. Okay, that's the wrong attitude. That's the problem right there. We have churches full. Listen to me. We have churches that are full of spiritually gifted people who are not activating their gifts, who are not doing anything with the gift that has been given them. But that is changing today here at Lighthouse. And that's changing today in your life. I want to just tell you that. Those spiritual gifts that have been laying dormant are going to be stirred up today in your life. Now listen, let's skip down to verse 4. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of workings, but in all of them and in every one, it is the same God at work. You hear that? It's the same Spirit. It's the same God who is at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. And to another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. Next verse. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. And to another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All of these are the work of one and the same spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. When we talk about the gifts of the Spirit, there's going to be some people who you will turn, as I said, you will turn me off. There'll be people who will will sit in a room like this and people will turn me off and say, Pastor, I'm just trying to get to heaven. I'm just telling you. I'm just trying to get to heaven. I don't want to kill my spouse. I don't want to bother anybody else. I'm just trying to make it to heaven. That's all. And I'll be happy... If I just make it through and get to heaven, I don't want to choke anybody trying to get through the day. I don't know if I have time for the gifts of the Spirit. Friend, I want you to know, 
you're missing out on a glorious thing that God has for you. If that's your attitude, I'm going to ask you, would you just ask the Holy Spirit, just take just a second, ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, would you soften my heart so I can at least be open to hearing what this might be? That I can open my heart to say that maybe you would want to work through me. Maybe you would want to do something through my life. Verse 7 says this. To each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. It says to each one. Did everybody see that and hear that? It's given for what? For the common good. Verse 11 says that the Spirit distributes these gifts to each one just as He determines. Do you know what that means? That means that every single one of you, if you are born again, have been given a spiritual gift that is to be used for the common good. Let me show you that same principle. It's not just there. Well, pastor, I don't know about that. I don't really feel like I have any spiritual gift. According to the word of God, each one, that means everybody. God is not like a mean relative who gives certain people gifts and doesn't give others. God gives gifts to each one of his children, okay? And we're going to look at it in Ephesians. You'll see this same principle applied in Ephesians 4 where it talks about spiritual gifts. It says this, Ephesians 4, verse 7. But to each one of us, grace has been given as God apportioned it. That is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and he gave gifts to his people. You see that? He gave gifts to his people. If we skip down to verse 11, here's one of those ministry gifts that we see. And it says this, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Why did he give them? To equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We see this principle. Both places, everybody has been given a gift, and it's for the common good. The reason why I gave the pastors, the apostles, the prophets, the teachers, the evangelists, that we refer to them as like ministry gifts, is to build up the body. It's for strengthening other people. In some ways, the gift is not really necessarily for you. It's for you to share with somebody else. That's really what it is. The gifts that God gives are not just for you to be flattered by or to look good or to be spent upon yourself, but the gifts that God has given you are for you to share with somebody else. Okay, It's for you to bless somebody else or to minister to somebody else. Now, here's the thing. How do I activate my gift? Pastor, first of all, I'm not sure if I have one. How do I activate the spiritual gifts that God has placed in my heart? How do I know about them? The first thing that you need is you need faith. Everybody say faith. faith. You need faith to believe that God gave you a gift. The Word of God clearly states that each of us has been given a spiritual gift. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 27, 
listen to what it says. It says, as for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you. And you don't need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him, but the anointing you have received abideth in you. Have you ever thought this? That you are carrying somebody's miracle inside of you. Well, Pastor, I don't know if I really, really, you know, like I say, I'm happy just to go to heaven. I don't know if I want to be involved in spiritual gifts. It seems like, a, you know, I don't really feel like I'm as spiritual as other people. I'm kind of shy. I'm kind of quiet. But friend, what if you're carrying somebody's miracle inside of you? What if God has anointed you? What if he's placed inside of you the answer to somebody else's prayer? Because I can tell you this, that there's someone around you who needs a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge. And God may have given you that very word, that very message. You may be the man or the woman who is to deliver that. There's someone around you who needs a healing. And God has anointed you to lay hands on the sick. And when you do, his word says that they will recover. There's someone out there in need of a miracle. And God has given you the faith to believe God to see that miracle come to pass. Friend, God has anointed you to carry out his work on the earth. And according to scripture, that anointing abides inside of you. It rests upon you. If you feel something stirring in your spirit, if you feel some longing in your heart, if you feel some desire that you would say, oh, I I see such a need around me. I, I wish that God would do that. That's probably a confirmation that God's anointing in his spirit is stirring in your heart, that his anointing is upon you already. But we need faith to believe. You need to believe that God will really use someone like me. You need to believe, you need to believe God's word that he says, I've given you a gift. If you can't get past that, it's going to be hard for God to use you. It's going to be hard for your gift to be activated if you can't start with believing that, wait a minute, God has given a gift to me. I don't want to take a lot of time, but... You know, for a lot of people, they wonder, who am I? Why would God use me? So many people of the scripture who God used, Esther, God raised her up for a moment in time. Esther didn't go and that wasn't something that happened every other weekend. Do you know what I mean? There's times in which God will raise you up. His anointing is upon you for a moment in time. That moment in time in which there's a need, when someone has a longing in their heart or a desire of their heart or or a need for a healing or a need for a breakthrough or a need for a word from God and God's anointing. You may not always walk around being able to give everybody a word from the Lord every moment, but what if you were their answer to prayer today? What if it was one person? What What if that gift that God has given you is for one healing for cancer? not a million healings for cancer, but what if God wants to use you one time? 
What if God's spirit wants to come upon you for a moment? And you're saying, no, God, you have to do it this way. It has to be every week. I have to be like Benny Hinn and I need a white suit. What if God wants to anoint you for a moment in time and flow through your life? Will you allow him to do that? We have to start with this. You have to believe that when God says he gives gifts, that he's given you something. He hasn't overlooked you. He hasn't forgotten you. Yeah, that's where we have to start. We have to say, God gives gifts and he's given me something. Chances are that gift is someone else's miracle. I can't afford. I can't afford to lose it. I can't afford to neglect it. I can't afford to deny it. I got to go find it. I got to see what that gift is. The second thing, how do we activate our gifts? Is desire. You need to want to be used of the Lord. There needs to be a desire, a longing in your heart. God, could you use me? Lord, would you flow through me? If your Christianity is content to come to church and put in your tithes every other month, you are missing out on what God has for you. You say, well, pastor, what if I put them in every week? You're still missing out. God has created us. And for the church to be what, it, what he wants it to be. Can you imagine if we were all given a gift card and one may say healing and one may say miracle and one may say word of knowledge and one may say faith. All of us have been given one evangelist, pastor, prophet, teacher. All of us have been given one. We've been given a gift and we only activate one or two of those gifts. What happens? The person who needs their healing goes without. The person who needs a word from the Lord goes without. The place where supernatural faith that brings a breakthrough, supernatural faith where people are able to believe God for things that are impossible, where that is needed, that need goes unmet. And we end up being content coming to church and sitting in and singing three songs and walking out with people's lives changed. But imagine if there's a word of knowledge and sin is called out and people are given the opportunity to repent in that moment. When there's a word of knowledge and it speaks and says, you got bitterness in your heart and if you don't change, things are going to fall apart. And a person is given that chance to repent and people watch and they look and they see those gifts being released in the body and they recognize that God is real, God is here. This is a place. Many people walk into churches and and they try it out for a week or two and they say, well, I tried it. I tried religion. I tried church. You had your card. You left it at home. It was in the drawer. All you had to do was activate it. Their miracle would have came. Their need would have been met had you been willing to step out and use it. Because the incredible thing is it's, the gift is not for you. It's for the building of the body. It's for the good of the whole. The crazy thing is, is when you use your gift, when you activate your card, it might not meet your need. But someone else has the answer for your need. Someone else in the body is able to be used to minister to your need. The psalmist says this. He said, delight yourself in the Lord. And what will he do? He'll give you the desires 
of your heart. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 12, 31, he says this. He says, now eagerly desire the greater gifts, and yet I will show you the most excellent way. Eagerly desire the greater gifts. In 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1, Paul writes this. He says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. So here's the thing. According to the word of God, you need to be wanting and desiring the gifts of the Spirit. A lot of people in a lot of churches, there's a lot of churches who think the gifts of the Spirit ended with the apostles. So only only until the apostles died out, they needed the gifts. For the last 2,000 years, we can do it because we got internet and we got technology. Now we can meet the needs of people because we got education, because we got money, because we have nice buildings, because we have some new form of technology or some new skill. We're able to meet the needs of people's hearts. Friend, that's a bunch of baloney. If there's ever a day, every generation needs to see the gifts of the Holy Spirit being poured out. And he says, I've given to each one of you. Each one of you. That's, that word was not just written to the church at Corinth or the church at Ephesus. That word is given to you and to me today. The promises are for us today. I sense that some of you, that the Lord is stirring in your heart right now and causing you, I want to say this, there's someone who the Lord is causing you to consider. Before you were like, I don't know, I don't really want these I don't know, I'm, Pastor, I'm happy to pay my tithes and come to church. Let me alone. Friend, you're seeing the need around you. And it's not selfishness or pretentious to desire to be used by God. It's his heart for you. And it's for the good of the whole body. That desire is a sign and a confirmation of the way that God has gifted you. Go back to what I said at the beginning. The miracle that your friend needs, the answer that someone else needs is inside of you. It's been given to you. Imagine that. The third thing, how do I activate my spiritual gift? Is through obedience. You need and I need to step out in obedience. Paul told Timothy, he said, Timothy, you need to stir up the gift the gift that is in you. But we have a responsibility to stir up the gift. Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, and he says, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14, he writes again, and he says, Do not neglect... Your gift, which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. How do you neglect your gift? By letting it go unused. By being too timid or being too afraid of making a mistake. Have you ever felt like the Holy Spirit prompting you to do something? And you're like, I don't know, is this me? Is this the Lord? Is this me? I don't want to, you know, I don't want it just to be just me. 
I doubt, you know, well, maybe the devil's trying to get me to do it. The devil's not telling you to go share with someone who has a need. You know what I mean? I promise you, the devil's not saying to you, hey, why don't you go and put your arm around that person and pray for them? Why don't you just stop by and call your neighbor? Or you see someone who's looking sad or looking down. The devil's not saying, hey, be concerned about them. That's not the devil who's doing that. The Holy Spirit is prompting you. He's prompting you. He's moving upon your heart. And when you don't step out, you're disobeying. Well, pastor, I just wasn't sure if it was me or if it was him or who it was. Now you know who it was. It's called the Holy Spirit. And he works through common, ordinary people who wonder and question, can he really use me? Can he really flow through me? And friend, yes, he can. Now listen to this verse. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7, it says, The end of all things is near. Therefore be alert and of sober mind, so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sin. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. And listen to what this next verse says. It says, each one of you, Who does that apply to? It applies a little more specific. All of us, it applies, yes, say it again, Pastor. Me. Me. I. I should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in all of its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Now, why do we use our gifts? So that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Our message today has the potential to transform our church. It really does. Like that. If you will simply obey the word of the Lord today, our church will be revolutionized by one sermon. One sermon could completely transform this church. Why? Because there's a lot of gifts that have not been activated. There's a lot of resources that are in this room that are sitting unused. There's a lot of ministry that takes place in the ordinary. Can I say this to you? That oftentimes we think the gifts of the Holy Spirit have to operate in a particular way. Well, pastor, if Crystal plays and, it, and, the, and the music gets real dramatic, and then it, and like and if I can feel the goosebumps, if there's a 30-second, maybe like a 45-second break, then I'll do it. No. Now, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are something that flow day in and day out. There's something that take place at the altars during worship, but they take place in your home. They take place in the marketplace. The gifts of the Spirit take place and flow in parking lots, in cars, over the phone. The gifts of the Spirit operate over coffee. 
Do not limit the gifts of the Spirit. God can heal people and deliver people in Walmart as you stand in aisle 32 just as easily. The the church is a beautiful place, the altar. I'm not taking anything away, but I'm telling you that there's a power of the Holy Spirit that can be released. It can be released in aisle 32 of Walmart. It can be released at PetSmart. It can be released at the gas station. It can be released any place that God so chooses. He is not limited by time or by space. And he's anointed you, Vic. And what does he say to you? He says, stir it up. I put it in you, stir it up. I placed it in you, that miracle for somebody else. I wish that somebody would simply... Believe God's word enough. It's not that you don't believe God's word, but that you would trust that he trusts you. As pastor, I'm an ordinary guy. I'm an ordinary gal. I work in an office all day. I don't spend all day praying. I love the Lord. Friend, he's gifted you. He's anointed you. Can I ask you to stand with me? This is between you and God and me. Because I'm his representative today. You, God, and me. In this room, how many of you would honestly say, Pastor, I know, I know, the Holy Spirit's told me to call somebody. He's told me to share with somebody. He's told me to reach out to somebody. I felt that prompting, but I was afraid, and so I hid my gift. I was afraid that that was me. I didn't want to look bad. And you would just say, Pastor, I know that there's been opportunities that I've missed. Once again, this is between everybody else. This is between you and God and me. How many of you would say that's happened in your life? Yeah. Can I say this? There's nothing like, there's nothing like knowing that the Holy Spirit is flowing through you. You want to find purpose? You want to find joy? You want to find a reason to get up in the morning? You let the Holy Spirit flow through you. I've never been addicted to drugs or alcohol, but I'm telling you, when God uses you, you want to do it again. You're like, Lord, would you do it again? One more time, Lord. Lord, would you speak through me again? Lord, would you touch through me? Would you bless somebody through me? Healing, miracles, faith, discerning of spirits, words of wisdom, words of knowledge. The other gifts that the Bible talks about, the gift of helps and and of service and administration. and, And whenever you step out and are used of God, there's nothing in the world like it. Can we do this today? Can we first of all believe if you have a hard time believing that God will actually use you, will you just determine today, God, that that is you? Pastor came today and said that God wants to use me. That word was for me. He confirmed that you want to use me. But, Pastor, I'm getting older. My best days. No, friend, your best days are right now. These are the best days. Right now. God's going to use you now. And the longer he uses you, the better it's going to be. The more he's going to flow through you. I want to pray for you, but I'm going to need you to make a commitment to the Lord today. That God, I'm going to trust whatever you've
prompt my heart, I'm going to step out. I'm going to try you. I'm going to test you in that. And so, Father, today, as my friends that stand before you and we recognize that you are a good God who gives good gifts to your children. The gifts are not just for us, but for they're for the good of the whole body. And you want us to use them. You don't want them to be wasted or neglected. In fact, you tell us to stir them up. You said to the, the servant who was afraid and hid his gifts, his talents, you said, you wicked, lazy servant. But to the one who used their gifts and used their talent, you said, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with little, I'll give you more. And so, Lord, I pray that there would be an activation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in this room. I pray that as people leave here, that you would activate those gifts and that they would see opportunities this afternoon, tomorrow, next week, throughout their lives, that there would be an activation of the gifts of the Spirit and that you would flow through them And that, Lord, it would truly revolutionize our church, our community, our family, our very lives. Lord, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're looking to do something fresh and new in people's hearts. And so you're asking them to trust you and to step out in obedience. And you are the one who will do the work. So I praise you for that. I thank you that the gifts will be released and that things are different from today on. In Jesus' name. Can can we do this? Can we just take a minute to, I just sense this. Can we repent for the missed opportunities? The times that we, maybe we we may say, well, pastor, I doubted myself. But can we just take a minute? Lord, we repent and we ask you forgiveness for the times in which we were afraid and we were timid and in which we held back, or we were not aware of what you have placed in us. We pray that the next time that our friend or person around us needs a miracle, and we have it residing inside of us, we pray that instead of hiding it, Lord, we'd activate it. And we pray that Jesus Christ will be glorified, and the church build up, and the needs of the people being met. In Jesus' name, and we thank you and praise you for that. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.